Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 203. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner, or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful, and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you? I'm good. I am batching content as we speak. Obviously, as I speak, I'm speaking right now. I'm literally spending the day doing podcast episodes because we've had a really, really busy few months in the business and I got a bit behind. Not behind as in it didn't come out on time, as in I like to batch and be ahead. And over these last few weeks, I've really, well, last couple of months, I've literally been doing things as they needed doing. So I'm working really hard at the moment to get ahead and get organised, which actually flows really nicely into what I want to talk about today. You know that saying, it takes a village to raise a child? Well, I think that can be true about running a business. And often, especially in a business like mine, where I'm the face of my business, it can often seem like there's just me or there's just me and maybe one or two other people and I do most of the stuff because it's my business. But I want to give you some reality of running a business. I mean, if you're running a business, you know the reality, but as in kind of the reality of how I get stuff done, how I manage things, who I've got on my team and why getting that team was absolutely crucial to having the business I have today and the business I hope for going forward. So I guess let's start by going through who helps me and who I have in my world. Now, most of these people are on a business side, but I also have some people helping me on the home front as well. So at work, and right, I don't want you to listen to this and think, how on earth 
I, I'm never going to be able to afford those people. I can't afford to bring all those people on. It sounds great, Teresa, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Obviously, I didn't start day one of this. Day one, I started with no one. About, I don't know, a year, I think, into my business, nine months into my business, I then thought, what is this VA thing all about? What is a virtual assistant all about? And do I need one? And if so, what do they do and how can they help? And and my first ever person that came and worked with me was Katie, who was a godsend. And I'll explain more about Katie in a bit. And then I went from Katie and then I got someone else and then I got someone else and then I got someone else. And then we're at the team we are today. So don't listen to this thinking this isn't going to be relevant because you haven't got a team or maybe you don't think you can afford a team. And I know, like, I know those sort of things like uh, that really are annoying where they're like, well, you know, you can't afford uh, to get one, but really you can't afford not to get one. And, you know, and, and it is true. It is weird, but it is true. Anyway, let me tell you who we've got in the team. So I still have Katie with me. Now, Katie, and this is the other thing I want you to, to think about as I'm talking about this. Katie's role has changed because do you know what? As the business changes, you need different people doing different things. So Katie initially came on as a VA to help support me. She did stuff for me. She managed things. She created process on things because I had nothing, literally nothing. Everything was in my head. Everything was like just me doing all the steps. So Katie was a great first person to bring in. But then as time's gone on, Katie's role has moved and changed. And Katie now, I speak to roughly every three, four weeks, and we just do an overview of what's coming and what's happened. Because Katie really now is, is at strategic level and what she does in her role in her business has changed and my business has changed. So we've changed Katie's role within my business so that she now really does strategic stuff. She's the one who kind of helps me look really wide into the future and talk about, right. So for instance, we had a call the other week and it was like, what's going to happen in the next six months. So she's really good for that sort of stuff. So Katie's still with me, which is lovely. Then if I do it in kind of, well, there's no particular order, but I've just written them down. So the next person I have working with me is Becky. Now Becky is, she's not full-time, but she does quite a lot of hours for me. And Becky is like my right-hand woman. Becky's the person that I get on a call with every week at the beginning of the week going, right, we need to do this, 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 this. And Becky just goes, yeah, sure. I'll take it. Honestly, she's a flipping godsend. She's really good. I talk way faster than I type. So having someone that I can communicate with on a call or Zoom or in person, because Becky happens to live not that far from me, is just brilliant. Becky's organized. She gets stuff done. She's, you know, she's proactive. She's happy to take on things. So like, you know, sometimes like I've worked in the past with people who I'd say, oh, could you just have a look at how to do that in Kajabi? And they'd go, how do I do it in Kajabi? And I'd have to find it to then tell them. Whereas Becky's really good in the case of she'll go, I can work that out. I'll find it. It's fine. So Becky helps with all aspects of like content planning. She helps with social media scheduling. She helps with planning out my diary when it comes to things like speaking. She gets all the forms arranged. She gets all that stuff done. She does a bit of research. Becky does lots and lots for me in the business. And like I said, she is my right-hand woman, really, in terms of getting the stuff done. Then we've got Joanne. Joanne is based over in the Philippines and Joanne is full-time. She works full-time for me. And Joanne is like, again, almost a bit like, you know, my right hand as well. In the fact of Joanne does all the kind of stuff where I can just 
she has processed stuff that she does, but also stuff like, so this morning I literally just sent her something saying, can you just type this up into this format? Or can you make that look like that? Or can you do those sorts of things? So Joanne's kind of around all the time. I wouldn't say she works full time every single day because not every day I've got stuff for her to have, but I like the fact that she's there in case I need her. Whereas Becky doesn't work full time. And therefore, if I've got something that I want doing quickly, I can't necessarily expect Becky always to do it which is something to bear in mind when you bring on a team member, that if you're bringing on a VA of some sort, that if you're not paying them full time, then there's going to be a lag in between like, oh gosh, it's absolutely throwing it down outside. So I apologize if you can hear the rain. There's going to be a bit of a lag between like giving them something and when they get it back to you. But as long as they manage your expectations and you're aware of that, I, I messaged Becky this morning saying, are you around today? And she hasn't got back to me yet. And that was like many, many hours ago. And that's fine because... We had a call at the beginning of the week. She knew what she had to do. And I was going to put something extra on as it is. I've given some stuff to Joanne and I've done some bits. So like I said, what I really wanted for Joanne was something, someone that was full time that could be there for me when I needed stuff done quickly. Then I've got the lovely Sophia. Sophia is also based over in the Philippines. She is my podcast manager. She manages everything to do the podcast. So basically after I've recorded this episode, I just market in Trello that's recorded. The rest of the team, there are more people than just Sophia that does this this whole thing. But basically, Sophia makes sure all the steps are done. Everyone's doing their bits. And she then puts the podcast out into the world. She does the social media for it. She basically takes that whole process off my hands, which is amazing. She's super efficient. She's done it for a long time and is very, very excellent at it. Um, it's really, really good. So then I've got Ben. Ben is based in the UK. Ben is my tech guy. So Ben did my website. He also offers a new service, which I will link up to if I can find, well, if he's done the sales page for it yet, which I'm not sure if he has all done the page for it. He's offering this new service where he is basically designing and building sales pages or the pages where you go and decide if you want to do something to so a sign up page. And initially when he told me about this idea, I was like, no, I don't think that's going to work. And then I sat there and thought, oh God, I'd love someone to do my sales pages for me because I do them all in Kajabi. And I know, although Kajabi is excellent and I talk about it a lot and it's really, really good. I also know that there's limitations like there are to anything that's a kind of off the shelf builder. Whereas Ben can do things from scratch, make things look how I want them to look. So he is now designing all my sales pages and managing that whole process from that point of view, which is ace. I'm really excited about that. I have the amazing Phil who is listening to this as I say his name because he is editing my podcast. Phil is also able to edit videos. He can do various other things around media in terms of like videos and, and audio and that sort of thing. He's excellent, worked with me a long time, super efficient, very reliable. Obviously, I'm going to hook up to these people who are open to getting business from anybody else. Obviously, you know, not, not my full-time <laughs> uh, Joanne or that, but yeah, I will check with them. And if they're looking for business, I will link up to them in the show notes. But I know that Phil for sure and Ben for sure, they have some great stuff and they're great at what they do. So yeah, Phil's ace. He does the podcast editing which again, he's in Trello and he just, once I've put it in his folder, he then you just takes it and does it. And then I've, oh no, hang on. Let me think who's next. 
So I'm trying to give you like the people who deal with like the Teresa Heath wearing stuff. So the next one in the Teresa Heath wearing stuff is I've just bought on Meryl and she's over from the Philippines again. She, I actually contacted Joanne and said, do you know anybody who's a designer? And she pointed me in the direction of Meryl and she's a designer and she's now going to help me. This is a really new position that's just come up and she's going to help me do like social media posts, create workbooks because I tend to do all the design. So she's going to help do that. And then I've got Anne who works. So I've told you before, we only really have two clients. So Anne looks after one of the clients, does an amazing job, very efficient. She's excellent. But Anne also does lives in my group in the academy around content creation because she's a really talented content creator. And then the lovely Kirsty, she looks after the other client for us and she does social media, Instagram. She is a plus size travel blogger as well. So that's like a hell of a lot of people. When I write it down, it feels like a lot of people. And then in my home, I have someone who walks my dogs. I have someone who now helps in meal planning and meal prep for me. My amazing husband does the cleaning. I have said, let's get a cleaner. He won't because he is obsessed that no one will do it as good as him. And I have someone who helps me with personal stuff sometimes, like taking things to the post office or those sort of things. And again, that role has been really new. That and the meal prep role has been really, really new. So you're probably sat there thinking, what the actual hell do you do, Teresa? (laughs) Because you've literally just reeled off all these people who do all this stuff. And how on earth... Like, oh, how much are you paying for all this? Okay, so let me tell you like where it started and and how I got to where I am today in terms of like this whole thing. So when I bought Katie on, I wanted to be able to pay her for a good few months. So I made sure I had the money in the bank for a good few months before I took her on. I took her on 10 hours a month, which I know sounds nothing, but I promise you, you'll be amazed at what someone can get done in 10 hours. Because I said this the other day on a on a coaching call, I think for the academy. And I was like, I, it'll take me 10 minutes to do a job, seven minutes. Cause I'm like, do I have to do that job and faffing around? And then like literally three, four minutes to actually do the thing. Whereas if you give it to someone else, they literally just take three, four minutes. So I, I wanted to make sure I'd got Katie's money before I bought her on. And then every other team member that I have taken on without doubt, I have taken on before I thought I could afford them. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying put yourself in debt. I'm not saying take some big risks. I knew that I could pay for them that month. I knew that I had the money for them, but going forward, I wasn't hundred percent sure that like that was going to work. Um, but every single time without fail, them taking something off my plate, freed me up to do something else or something came in or we did another launch or someone, it just worked out every single time. So I know this kind of, you know, have people before you can afford them sounds like a ridiculous saying, but honestly, every single one of the team I've been like, you know, can I honestly afford to bring that person on? And, you know, is this going to work? So I've never been in a position where I'm like, I've got loads of money. I'm just going to bring in this person, that person, that person. No, never. It's always been like, oh, this is a bit scary, but because it's a bit scary, I'm going to make the most of it. You know, what was really interesting today. So I got up, got, I sat and I I have to be careful of myself because I'm sat here thinking, God, who do I think I am? But I got up and I was a bit lazy getting up. If I'm honest, I'm normally pretty good, but I was took some time, spent way too long on Instagram. I also play solitaire on my phone, which is a terrible habit. I don't spend that long on solitaire, but I did this morning. 
And I was getting ready to get started on my day and feeling a little bit lazy for it. And then the lovely Rachel turned up, who is doing meal prep for me and doing a bit of like stuff around the house. And I went downstairs and she arrived and I was like, oh gosh, it's a right mess down here. Let me just sort the dishwasher. And she's like, well, that's what I'm here for. Leave it and I'll do it. And suddenly it made me think like, all right, Teresa, you've you've brought all these people in to help and you're staying in bed until like nine o'clock this morning because I didn't have to get up for anything in particular. And what on earth are you doing? You really need to be working your backside off now. And so it's lovely that I had the option to do that. But actually having these people make me work harder. Also having a team that can't do anything unless you give it them is again, like a really good focus. So like I said, for me, it really helped my kind of Taking on any and all of them really helped me to go, right, step up productivity, do more of what I have to do in terms of it has to be me. Okay. So I hope that I hope that doesn't sound like I'm literally sat here lauding it, like, look at all these people, because I'm certainly not. I am not. And I love and appreciate every single flipping one of them. They are amazing. I'm very, very lucky. So if you're thinking about bringing on a team member, and like I said, I started with one. You might have lots of questions about how do you do it, how to go about it. And the reason I'm doing this episode this week is one, because actually, you know, this has been big in my world recently. I've taken on a few new people doing new roles and that's really, really huge. So it's really front of mind. But also my amazing friend, Jen Lena, is doing a course and I am helping her promote that course because Jen is excellent. And I know how hard it can be when you're trying to bring on a team member and you can make some mistakes. I made some mistakes. I've brought on people that didn't work out. I've had to let go of people. I put up with things that I shouldn't have had to put up with because I just didn't want to say anything. And I didn't like the whole people management thing. And actually it's just about getting like, like your stall set out. It's just about taking it as a different thing and go, okay, this is a skill I've not done before. Who says I should be able to manage people? Who says I should be able to understand the processes and systems and things that I need in order to communicate to these people? So Jen has put together this amazing course called Front Row CEO, and I'm going to obviously link up to it in the show notes. I'm going to be talking about it this week on social. Do go check her out because she is excellent. Um, But basically she talks you through all the different steps. She talks you through the things that you need to think about when bringing on a member of your team. So for instance, she talks about the fact of outsourcing, like big question. Everyone always asks me, what what do you outsource? What do you give your team to do? And in honestly, as I said, I had no idea what I was going to outsource to begin with. So it took me some time once I got Katie to then go, oh, I guess you could do this. Oh, I guess you could do this. But the one kind of rule of thumb now that I follow is if I have to do something twice in my business, I probably shouldn't be doing it. Like, If I've got to do that process more than once and it maybe happens once a month or every week or every couple of days, then it really does that need to be me. No, it doesn't. I also had to learn, by the way, just as a side note, like not only did I learn what what I could outsource, but also I had to learn to let go of stuff. So bringing Meryl on is a big step for me because I'm very specific about how things look and I'm having to now work in a way that hopefully will kind of free me up so I don't have to do that. But also I've got to step back a bit and go, okay, Teresa, like just because that alignment is slightly off or because you'd rather have it on the right side rather than the left side, no one else is going to notice that, only you. So those things, for instance, were like, 
that's why I guess the design is one of the last things I've given out is because I'm really specific, specific about it. But it's also that need to let go of things. Yes, you are the best person. It's a bit like my husband not taking, uh, not wanting a cleaner. Yeah, no one will clean the house as good as him. No one will do my stuff as good as me because it's my stuff because I have, I'm totally invested in it. But can I honestly do everything that happens in my business? No way on this earth. Actually, I'm going to take that bit back about no one's going to do it as good as me. With specific things, like Phil is a way better editor than I am. Like, you know, Becky is really much more organized than I am and is a super content creator. All of them actually have really, really good skills. Ben, tech, can't do tech. So it's not that actually I could do better myself because I can't in lots of cases. So I'm either bringing on people who are better than me or I'm having to go, do you know what? I know you would sit and faff with that for 20 minutes, but someone else is doing it and it's fine. So you do have to let go a bit. The other thing that you need to know, which Jen follows, is like the hiring process. All my team are freelancers, all of them. So I do not employ anybody, which is a godsend in my world, because that just scares the living daylights out of me, if I'm honest. And that might change as we move forward, but they're all freelancers. But there's still a hiring process. You've still got to go through a process of you know, who, how you find these people, how you bring them on, how you communicate what you need from them, um, how you set kind of boundaries for them and you, what you're going to pay them. So there's that process of hiring that's really, really important. Then like how you onboard them, how you bring them on. So for instance, Meryl has just come on. She had to do a test. They've all had to do tests when they come on because I needed to test to see that they were okay. They can understand instructions. So it's that kind of onboarding. And then if they pass that, then great, they got to the next stage. And then, but obviously the other great thing about freelancers and not that I think this about any of my team, because they're all amazing, but at any point, should it not work out, of course, because they're a freelancer, I can say, I don't want that anymore. So thank you, but I'm I'm okay. So she also looks at things like the systems, right? This was an area that I did not have ready at all. So I had no systems. Everything was in my head. I had no platforms that I used, nothing. And Katie came in and was just like, where is everything? I was like, on oh, my notebook in front of me. And she's like, well, I can't help you if it's in there. So now we use things like Trello. That's where everyone has their boards that they do their work and we can keep an eye on them. I want to say keep an eye on them. It's not like, you know, tell them off. I mean, you know, understand where we are with what projects. Um, I use Loom to record videos for them. So I often, like I said, I find it far easier to talk than type. So for me, if someone needs to know something or they're not used to a system, then I'll literally record a very quick video on my desktop in Loom, tell them what they need to know, and then send them the link. And it says when they've watched it, we have processes for different things. So like I said, in Trello, we have a board just for the podcast production. So as each step gets done, the the card or the job itself gets moved along. So we have lots of different processes. We have Slack where we talk to each other. You know, they have email addresses that, or some of them have Teresa Heath wearing email addresses. So for me, it's like that stuff I had no idea about. And luckily for me, Katie was amazing at that stuff when I first started, but that's what Jen will cover as well. And then it's things like, you know, how you do templates for them, how you manage that whole thing. So that's why I wanted to do this because like I said, I've made some mistakes. I've bought the wrong people on. I've not onboarded them properly. I've paid too much, way too much for some stuff in the past. Oh my goodness, I have. And then I've paid too cheap for some stuff because I didn't get quality. So it's all about looking at that kind of process and, and actually understanding that this isn't just a 
like, oh, I can just do this tomorrow, that you do need to give it a bit of thought. And I am a gazillion times better than I was when I first started in terms of who I've got in a team and what they do and, and their roles and how I manage them. But still, there's always room for improvement. Always, always, always. So I'm really interested to see and to hear from you in terms of have you got any team members? And this could be, like I said, 10 hours a, a month. That's all I had Katie for. It could be someone who just does your scheduling for you. It could be someone who creates some social media posts. It could be anything. But I think that first step of taking someone on is a really good step. I think it's it, it was a game changer for me. And, and it's hard to believe that there are so many of us now. And what was interesting as well, actually, for those of you who sell a service like a social media freelancer or, you know, something like that, the first team other than Katie that I bought on were predominantly for clients. So what was really helpful was as I was getting money in for a client, I knew a chunk of that was going to pay for that team member. Whereas now it's a little bit more scary because all these team bar Anne and Kirsty don't have a client attached to them. So they are reliant on me making money to pay them. Also as well, just a real quick one. I normally, unless I forget, which I don't do very often, but sometimes I do, I pay them the minute they invoice me because they work for me and I want to treat them really well. So I do, I, you know, make sure I pay them on time as soon as they invoice me, make sure that, you know, some of the team have had like increases in their their payments because they've been with me such a long time. We used to have regular team calls. That was when we had the agency that that was important, but actually it is something that I need to bring back. But with all the time differences, it can be a bit tricky. So anyway, like I said, if you're sat there thinking, I do have someone, but it's not quite working, or I want someone, or whatever it is, do go and check out Jen's course. Like I said, she's, I love Jen. Do you know what? I'm just going to tell you a really quick funny story, which I've told before on the podcast, but it was flipping ages ago. Jen, and so I had, I was trying to look for a VA and I was trying to work out how I do it. What do I do? And I actually had one of Jen's downloads. I had been onto a site, found her, searched it. It was like, oh yeah, this is amazing. And that helped me get my first VA. And then I went to Social Media Marketing World and I'm sat on the front of whatever room I'm watching. And next to me is sat this lovely lady called Jen, who I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realize that was the case. And she talked about the front row CEO and she talks about being a front row, like as an important thing, because you need to be at the front, you need to be driving it. And obviously when she goes to events, she sits front row. So we sat front row watching whatever, had a bit of a chat, obviously introduced ourselves. That was it. Then I went back. I think she followed me on Twitter or something, or I went to look for her. And it was the same picture of the thing that I downloaded. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't actually believe I've downloaded one of her things. And then the next day I go back to the event. Bear in mind, this event is massive, like, I don't know, 4,000 people. I'm making that up, but it is a huge event. Um, I go to, and there's lots of tracks. So it's not like everyone's watching the same speakers at the same places. Like there are six, eight speakers to pick from. So I go to another session. I sit front and center as I always do. And who should be sat next to me? But Jen again. And it was like, if you're a little bit woo-woo, the universe kept pushing us together and pushing us together. Anyway, I love Jen to bit. She's a very smart woman and I'm honored to call her my friend. So also she did come on the podcast and do an episode with me. So I am going to link to that in the show notes as well, but we're going to link to her course if you're following me on social media this week, you'll see me talking about it because it's really, really good. And I needed help when I first bought on people. And Jen is a really great help for that. So perfect. I hope this has helped. I hope it's kind of opened your thoughts up to the idea of bringing people on. Or if you have got people and you want to start really ramping it up, 
then definitely, definitely go check out that course. All right, guys, have an amazing week and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 